Greetings. Hello and welcome. The archival recording you are about to hear was sourced from live streaming audio in an effort to expand content reach. I have decided to repurpose the show as an audio podcast. I have done my best to remaster the audio quality for your ears, but I have chosen to leave its content and length unedited, so you may hear reference to visual cues not described in said audio. If you would like to see the original live streaming video podcast this recording comes from, please head over to youtube.com slash C slash Frumis Films LLC or just search Frumis, F-R-U-M-E-S-S. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Audio from episode to episode will also vary in quality. Sorry about that. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Jeff from us. Welcome to another episode of the Jet. Welcome to another episode of the Jeff Show. My name is Jeff, aka Brent, and tonight I am joined by Chris Etheridge. Um, We were supposed to have our friend Rakefet with us, but she is feeling a little under the weather. We hope we wish her well. We hope she gets well, and um, we're we we're talking about something that. Uh, uh, we're talking about something that is near and dear to our hearts tonight. But before we even get there, Chris, why don't you tell whoever watches this thing a little bit about yourself and what you do? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, in, in the context of this, I'm a filmmaker. Uh, I'm a, I've made two feature films and a bunch of shorts, and uh, I'm active, very active in the horror community, uh, film festival world. That's where we met. Um, right. And uh, actually, actually, we met at Genre Blast, which is, you know, more open ended, not just horror, but they do. Right. A lot of horror, right. Um, and uh, and then uh, I also own a company called Horror Pack, which is a, a Blu-ray and DVD subscription service with my partner, Diego. Um, and a, a lot of we do, you know, a lot of a lot of cool. We basically send out horror movies every month and, uh, you know, um, to, to subscribers. And it's it's a it's a neat little neat little like monthly mystery box of movies um that is really cool and on my vest i have the the button you gave me oh right yeah Yeah. rock that button it's really cool check out horror pack if you get a chance to they really do it's like a curated service they send you a bunch of goodies including a horror film if you like to get turned on to uh yeah that's it right there i have I, i rock that on my uh my my battle vest and whatnot Right um, so if that's like, uh, if that's your jam, check out horrorpack.com. I'm going to put that in the, in the description here as well. And it's my understanding that, um, you also are familiar with the juice. I am absolutely familiar with the juice, perhaps too familiar with the juice. I too yeah. am familiar with the juice. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that we're both familiar with. It yeah. was, it's very, it's a very interesting, I don't really know what we, we, we can't legally talk about it. We could get right. sued. There's, there's a lot of stipulations and contracts were yeah. signed and, and, and then, you know, and then to be, to be clear, they were signed and then, and then broken. Right. By other right. people. Right. And we like, can get in a lot of trouble if we talk too much about this yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, we have to be very careful, but yeah. um, I hopefully, hopefully, uh, uh, publicity about the uh, impending lawsuits will come out and then we right. can be more public about, right. you know, why yeah. we are or not being sued. 
we can tell our stories, you know, like it'll be good right. to be able to get the truth out there finally. Right. And yeah. that's, that's ultimately what we need to do is get the truth out there. We want people to know the truth. The truth is out there. Fox Mulder was right. Exactly. <laughs> about the truth being out there. <laughs> but, but that's not what brings us here tonight. No, no, this is, no. This, is this is an oddball. This is like a curveball for, for a couple of genre guys. Right. <laughs> yes. And no, because, you know, and that's, what's so funny is like, there, there are things that I love outside of genre, but sure. it's very hard to find other people that want to talk about them or right. like them. And so, you know, um, I, I, I like all sorts of, I like all sorts of stuff and all sure. sorts of, I'm very eclectic outside of being a, a genre nut. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you as well. I didn't know you were a Breeders fan. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was, yeah. I mean, it's been you know. I'm not like a like. I don't know that I could say that I follow them, you know, now, right? But but when yeah, I definitely back when Last Flash was out, I was a huge Breeders fan. Right, right. Um, it's a phenomenal album. But but that's my point is that you yeah. know you you never know you never know about people. And one of the things that I've come to love over the years, I guess maybe I was a little late to the party. Actually, I was not. I was not. Um, I, I didn't catch it when it was all the rage. It was always in the background of my periphery, periphery, this idea. Oh yeah. Rent the musical. As a matter of fact, probably the the thing that I knew most about rent, which by the way, I now, especially after what I just watched the documentary yeah. find to be deeply offensive, like did not age well. And that's what, you know, the joke from team America world police which makes fun of rent. I don't know if you've seen Team America. Well, it's been a, while, a long time. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I remember. I'm Matt Damon. <laughs> like that's, I'm Matt Damon. It's very. It's a very funny movie. But it, some it is, of the yeah. jokes did not age well. And one of the jokes yeah. is about rent, and ah. it's just when you learn the real story behind rent, like it just makes the joke so unfunny. Which a joke that used to be very funny to a, a large mainstream audience is yeah. not actually funny gotcha. um but one day i don't know about when did you first get turned on to rent what was so, your... yeah so it's really funny because uh, yeah i would say in the when it came out like it was definitely a peripheral thing for me right um i had friends who loved it but i didn't really you know maybe it heard uh seasons of love or something but not you know not super familiar but i my wife uh you know, when we got married a few couple years later took me to see it when it came to atlanta um and then since then i've actually seen it on broadway before it closed and then oh wow um yeah we'll talk about that in a minute um and and then i saw it again uh three years ago with the, the, with the 20th anniversary tour that, that that came around i can't saw it again in atlanta um so i've seen it on stage three times and then the movie of course probably three or four times so you oh, know gotcha gotcha so my exposure to rent came via the movie. I was channel surfing one night, right. probably about a decade ago. And all of a sudden I see Rosario Dawson, who I've always yeah. just worshipped for numerous reasons. I think she's beautiful and talented and I love her acting. And yeah. uh, I think she's funny and awesome. And then I see her. I don't know what movie this is. She's dancing. Right. It's she's yeah. doing out tonight, the number out yeah, tonight. Yeah, and I'm, course, yeah. I'm immediately drawn to the music 
And because yeah. I do, here's the thing, I do have, um, I have a, I do, I'm not a big, here's the thing, I'm not a big musical guy, but I absolutely love rock musicals. Yeah, yeah. I you know what that. I mean? Like the I, the music is the gateway into the the theater for me. Yeah. I The way I look at musicals, like I, I love good musicals. Like if it's a good musical, like, right. and it doesn't have to be a rock musical, although I do like, right. I tend to lean that way in a lot of ways. Um, like if I like the songs, it's just trans transformative, you know, like it's, it'll transport you into this completely different sort of like hyper reality. Um, right. if the songs suck, like it's just, uh, it kills it, you know? So, right. um, right. well, it depends. Um, but I, you know, rent rent and I, it's really interesting. I, I, I was fortunate enough to see Hamilton in the first year of oh. Broadway as well. Right. Um, that and, and I, I I literally have a fight in my head. Like every time I think about it, I'm like, all right, which one's better? Like it's 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 either Render Hamilton for my favorite musical, and I just it goes back and forth. It's like it's, they juggle, you know. So, um, you know, I haven't seen Hamilton all the way through. I tried to watch Hamilton. Could yeah. just really, yeah, just it's, not. That's what I'm saying. It's dense. It's dense. But but that's what I mean. Like I I need that music is my gateway, and I mean Little Shop of Horrors is like the perfect juxtaposition of yeah. everything that I love. Rocky Horror, the same. But for like non genre musical stuff, it has to be there has to be something I can I can sink my hooks into. And Rent, it's through it starts with the music for me. Sure. And yeah, yeah. you know he, hearing Rosario Dawson do Out Tonight and seeing this. A lot like this, this magnetic sequence, uh, dance sequence, and yeah. the way it goes up, and then it goes right into um, uh, uh, Roger's number. Um, uh, what is that? Is that No Day But No? What is it called? Is that one song? Who do you think you are? Oh, song? yeah, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't the, know name. the name of all the songs. <laughs> um, it goes from out tonight into that number, and I was, I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm just, I'm floored. I'm like, so just drawn to the, uh, the, first of all, I think they have phenomenal, they had phenomenal chemistry. I, I know we're kind of jumping yeah. all over the place. I'm just saying. No, that. no, you're, the, no, you're um, absolutely right. It's, um, yeah. And, and she, you know, she was one of the handful of non-original cast members, right? Right. She's not original. Uh, the, the original, she was, um, uh, Daphne, I think her name is, she was pregnant at the time. Right. So she right. couldn't do the, uh, thing. The movie. Um, right yeah which is uh, that's unfortunate timing <laughs> but we got Rosario right. so it's good it's a fair it's a fair, fair stand-in for sure you know <laughs> I yeah I thought she did a great job I'm I know that there so Rent is one of those things much like Rocky Horror or anything else it has a, a a diehard cult fan base you have Rent heads they're called Rent heads they follow Rent and I'm sure there's a lot of allegiance to like the OG cast. Oh, well, I mean, right? I mean, honestly, that's kind of why we're here, right? In a way, right? Is that the the conversation online with McEffitt was right? Was you know she's a diehard OG? Like right. she, she's like you can't possibly do better than than the original musical. And and my my take on that, which was the the conversation that kind of kicked this off, was was. Um, although you had, it was on your thread about how you had, had, had watched the movie recently, right? I think. Yeah. Just to set this up, the reason yeah. why we're doing this right now is because, well, first and foremost, on my channel, I'll, I'll talk about anything that I'm yeah. interested in, even if it's not uh, on brand for what I do. Right. I feel like talking about rent. I'm going to talk about rent. So, yeah, absolutely. I was on Facebook. 
just give me an excuse to do it. So I'm on Facebook and some uh, there's a conversation being had on a thread. Chris is on the thread. Rakefit's on the thread. We start talking about rent. I was saying how I like the movie better because I had seen the movie first. And again, that soundtrack is flawlessly untouchable. And she was saying how, you know, no, you don't, you know, the Broadway show, which by the way, I watched today, the, that, that from 2008, I watched it today yeah, the final, in preparation the final for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is why I was like, let's just go. Cause it's so fresh in my head. Like, I don't want to lose the, I literally just watched it. I'm like, like ripping to, to talk about it. And, um, uh, uh, I have to say it is the, the Broadway show is unbelievable. It's so oh, sure. good. Yeah. Um, the one thing I would say that the, well, I mean, there. Here's the thing, there, and that was ultimately what the conversation turned into. It was a back and forth, which is better, the movie or the right. show, and you're literally comparing two mediums that should never. Yeah, be. right. Yeah, it's all. It's all. Yeah, it was all theater anyway. Online right. jabbing back and forth and fun, um, but like yeah, that. like the yeah, exactly, and and sure, the the, the uh, they're, they're two different things, um, and the my, the point I was trying to make is that. The, the the soundtrack the original soundtrack is you know it was cheaply recorded yeah in the early 90s you know it was a, a, a you know they were they were, they knew they were going to try and make some money off of it but they didn't spend any money on production they didn't spend any money on right. um you know on like probably the studio was like whatever That's the 96 the 90s yeah. recording yeah right yeah midnight yeah exactly the original sound the original broadway right. sound Right. Which I listened to, by the way, and just yeah. was like, oh, my God. And once you once you experience as you what did how did you describe it online? The the movie soundtrack? It's how just like, an, it? like someone who actually understands production and actually understands that they're rock songs and just brings an actual an actual rock produ- production uh, background to the music. It's yeah, just, you also said like rich, luscious sound. I remember oh, right. that. Yeah, 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 like yeah. That describes. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just so I've always yeah, I've always preferred the movie soundtrack since I, you know, since it came out because right. Rob Cavallo produced it. Um Rob Cavallo has produced a number of amazing albums. Um but that one that's one of my like to me that's one of his triumphs because he really managed to take you know incredible songs and and add something to them by way of production, which is you know, which is always like an, like a fascinating ability when people have that. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm so. fascinated by that whole process. Uh, the recording process. Matter of fact, if you, especially since you appreciate musicals, I don't know if you're a fan of meatloaf at all. I'm sure. Yeah. That the recording, the making yeah. of bad out of hell is oh, yeah. fascinating, right fascinating, on. fascinating. I like, I have like Todd Rudrin who, who did that. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, the he also produced the New York Dolls and stuff, like it, just absolutely a genius, absolutely a yeah. genius in, in what he did and how they recorded that that whole album, which went on to be one of the biggest selling albums of all time. So yeah. you know, there you go. Yeah. Uh, there's something to be said about that kind of production, at least. Um, yeah, those things. Like I, I'm, it's really interesting. My, based on where I land in the Meatloaf sort of ovoir, part two is where I was. You know, I don't know, fifteen or sixteen or something when that came out. Yeah, that so, was huge, right? That yeah, that was also was, one of the yeah, greatest. It was enormous, and and yeah. it was and it, it had been like what the fifteen or twenty years since the first one came out, right? And it was, they did, it was did it about again. fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. They're just like we're just yeah. going to do it again, and they did it again, and they tried. They tried in two thousands with a part three, but it didn't didn't quite oh. have the 
success of the other two. I I had the pleasure of I worked on a movie with Meatloaf. I was a I was a set decorator on a movie called Polish Bar in Chicago, and Meatloaf was playing a bartender, and we got to eat eat like lunch with Meatloaf, and just us. It was just the art crew and Meatloaf. Oh, nice! Right on. And everybody was like, "Meatloaf, do you want to join us for karaoke?" And Meatloaf was like, "I would, guys." But I mean, this is like a this is like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar movie, right. very right. small movie. Uh, maybe maybe it was five hundred thousand dollars. I don't know. It was very small. And this was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Right. And he's like, "I would, guys, but you know what'll happen? Somebody inevitably will put that song on. I'll do anything for love, and then." I have to get up there and sing it. And he's like, it's not happening. But he was the nicest. He was so sweet. He was, he right. talked to all of us. He didn't, they, you know, they tried to get him to cut in line for craft for, for dinner. Yeah. And he was like, no, 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 I'll wait in line. I'll wait in line. Right. And cool. I was just like, friggin' meatloaf, dude. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, but, but rent, but rent. Um, <laughs> this happens. This happens all the time. On the I show. understand. Tangents are um, great, but yeah. So, so I was, you know, and part of the problem, and this is what we talked about in the thread, which I wanted to elaborate on a little bit, is that, you know, yes, maybe the Broadway show. And here's what I could say: after finally seeing the Broadway show, even if it's filmed, seeing the Broadway show in its entirety and seeing the movie, I probably seen the movie about three to four times as well. Um. The the obviously the story is better in the Broadway show. It's more coherent. You get the f- everything's fleshed out. Yeah, um, yeah. You get a little bit more time. Sure, right, right. Because you. in the movie, it's like you like even I had to like read about the play to like truly know. It wasn't until the last time that I was watching the movie that I realized I was like, wait a minute, they're all dying. Like right. I didn't even <laughs> think like like the movie sort of sanitizes and homogenizes what's yeah, sure. going on in the Broadway play and really what the play is bringing awareness to, which I wanted to speak to you about as well, is this, this, this awareness that even, which by the way, this, this play is so relevant and so impactful during COVID. Sure, yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. you have to imagine that, you know, the LGBTQ community who, you know, when people are going like, what's going on with COVID and like, everything's crazy. I really don't want to get political here. I'm just for the yeah, sake yeah. of, in relation to the, to the red yeah, thing, yeah. you know, just watching out, watching our government, not being able to handle this situation right. or sure. sort of like making bad decisions on purpose. And the LGBTQ community could just be like, uh, yeah, yeah this we, is what we, happened to us in the eighties. and saw 90s. This already. Exactly. You're We've been through right, this yeah. already, yeah. you know? And that gets brought right to the front when I'm watching Rent. And to think what he was doing, Jonathan Larson, who wrote it, what he was doing to raise such mainstream awareness for an issue that was really plaguing marginalized communities. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. No, it's, it's a, that's the, 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 the most fascinating thing about Rent is just how many different themes are dovetailing so well, right? Yes, dovetailing. There's that, and then there's just mortality in general is a is a major yeah. sort of focus. And then on top of that, like, you know, he he's also like kind of you know shaking his fist at the world for the 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 plight of the artist, right? You know, it's all there. 
Yeah. It's all there. Um, and, and you know what's amazing about Jonathan Larson, as I was watching in this documentary, two things that are fascinating that I'm going to, uh, that you're going to, that this is just so funny. One, Jonathan Larson was born in White Plains and graduated from White Plains High School. That's where I live. I live right. in White Plains. Sure. I didn't even know I lived where the, the guy who wrote, that's, that's crazy. And number two, uh, I am born and raised Scarsdale, right on. New York. Right, which right. is the thing in the play. Mark is from Scarsdale, which yeah, is yeah. funny, which is just so, because I never understood Mark, why. Mark, the filmmaker. <laughs> well, yeah, and the film, it's just, all, it's yeah. it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I am a filmmaker from Scarsdale. Right <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. But a Jewish, I'm a Jewish filmmaker from Scarsdale. Yeah. So there, there you go. But um, uh, yeah, no, I was just, uh, I didn't know his story. I didn't know his story. And so I was just learning about, how much of this guy is in rent. And I'm kind of wondering in my head, would he have liked the movie version of rent? I, I, I honestly, probably not, you, you know, um, uh, and I, I do like the movie. I, I, I think, um, I think it's an interesting, it's kind of, I wonder sometimes if maybe a studio shouldn't have made it. Like maybe it should have been like, at, at at minimum, like Sony Pictures Classics or something, or Fox right. or First Light or something, because 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 there's definitely a little bit of studio polish on it, right? Um, that that maybe maybe a different filmmaker and I, and you know, I mean, Chris Columbus is not the first guy you think of, you know, when you when you when you think of uh, of like kind of uh, gritty sort of um, uh, uh, emotional musical drama it's like getting but, michael bay to do it you, right it's Columbus it's, it's is like the like michael that, bay but it's definitely but it's definitely like a compromise you know what i mean like it's definitely like this is the studio saying all right if this guy will do it we'll let it happen um and and but on the other hand i also think that he probably was the right guy to stage some of those sequences he was absolutely the right guy you know and, so yes it's yes. kind of a mixed bag, um, but I bet Larson would hate the. I mean, I bet he would be the kind of guy who would be like, "No, I want the three-hour version," you know, right? Which was never going to happen, right? And, and yeah, and he probably wouldn't. And it's hard to say if he'd like the changes or not because one of the interesting things, and I haven't seen the documentary, but I've read a bit about it. You know, oh, gotcha. Okay. And and Rent was not. I mean, it really wasn't finished, right? Like it was. It just started previews, or was about to start previews. And you still like, you know, the shows will add songs. They'll change things like they'll make yeah. big changes during previews. And there was definitely some concern from the producers that it wasn't um, that it wasn't done. And it needed needed a little bit of work to make the to make the story more cohesive. It's it's actually, you know, they ended up, of course, not touching it because that's that would that would have been crazy. I think at that point to touch it until the movie, the movie did make obviously some changes. Um but I think I think uh, what uh, what came out of it was actually okay, right? Like it actually like I think has, has survived fairly well the play in terms of telling the story, and 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 it probably didn't need that many changes in the end. Um, but I think you know I think that they uh, I think that that the the movie tried to take take a you know. A, a, a reverent but adaptive approach to it, which, you know, that's never going to satisfy the original fans. And never, it's, no. it's a risk in general. And, and, you know, I mean, I don't know. I guess, uh, 
I guess sometimes like I like I like people taking risks, so I don't necessarily begrudge anybody that I, I don't know that I would have wanted to see the same thing, you know, but some people so, did. So here's what's interesting that I've that I've learned that I did not know. Number one, he I mean, he spent years and years and years uh, fleshing out rent. There are over 100 songs that were uh, written yeah. for rent over sure, 100 yeah. that they, they speculate. So I think. I think you're right. I think he might not necessarily have liked the film, but I think after everything I've learned from him in this documentary, I think maybe he would have been okay with the movie because rent had been such an amorphous, malleable, ever evolving concept that he might've been. Cause here's the thing about the movie. And this is where this is what is good about the movie. And this is what's bad about the movie. What's good about the movie the sequences, the production design, the staging, the blocking, um, you just you really you really get immersed in the world because the Broadway play is a very sort of um, it's a minimalist set. It's not a very, you know, yeah. it, there's yeah. a lot of imagination with the set, which is nothing sure. wrong with it. I actually think that's really I love theater like that. Scaffolding too. is cool. The uh, yeah. you know, and the, yeah, but you're right. They like they basically surround it with scaffolding on the outskirts, and then the table right. in the middle, and that's basically it, right? Like there's not right. a lot going on. Yeah, right. They have like a padlock on the door. They literally put door, and they have like a lock, and that's the. But I love stuff like that. I think yeah. that's I think that rocks. But what the movie does is it literally. And here's the thing. They they put you into Alphabet City, but and I've been to Alphabet City millions and millions of times, like countless times. I've been to Alphabet City. All right. you know, I, I live right outside of the city. Sure. Yeah. Um, I spent a lot of time on the Lower East Side. Um, there's no particular place. Like I kind of think it's funny that they didn't have like Tompkins Square Park there or anything. Right, like, right. There's no actual landmarks, but they just do the feeling yeah. of New York, just the sure. way that the Joker like makes Gotham like the 1970s Gotham is supposed to feel like the gritty 42nd street, New York sure, of the seventies, right. but there's sure, no yeah. actual landmarks that make you think that it's New York, but right. they're like, they're just going for the feel. That's what the movie does super well. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And then the soundtrack is literally untouchable. It's like, it, it's like you can't, I can't listen to I listen to the 96 Broadway original soundtrack second and I'm just going okay this is not I mean there's this is just pales in comparison there, there's no power there's no oomph there's no um you know and I know that would be different if I had seen and it was just like when I was watching the Broadway play through my t TV that's the thing and you being a filmmaker and me being a filmmaker we understand that that things can read things read one way in real life with your eyeballs, yeah, and then they read a different way through a screen. And sometimes yeah. it's like you need to go over the top with something just so that it reads on the screen, yeah. Like you know what I mean. So like if you're watching a play on your screen, you're already getting something that's lost in translation, right? Yeah, by yeah, by definition, I, I you know the the. Uh, I guess probably the Hamilton, the Disney Hamilton production is, is the best I've seen. And it's still not. See, that's what I watched of Hamilton. And I just, it's still not. Yeah. It's like, it's still not the same. Like it's still not the same as being, as watching it in. Cause, cause you're, yeah. Like, like what you do when you're watching a play is 
you're making the choices, like the, the shot choices, right. basically, right? Like you're taking, you have the whole stage, and you're like, yes. oh, I'm going to focus in over here. Oh, you're no. Editing with your eyeball. Yeah, yes. exactly. So it's and, – and and that experience, when when every single viewer is making that choice and slightly different from their different seats, you know, as they go around the, the auditorium – it's just it's just not the same profound observation chris because you know it's funny i was talking who was i talking with i was talking about this with uh the production designer of return of living dead on, on another show i do check out that episode guys it's coming for pizza punk and we were talking about how brian de palma employs this technique he does a split screen and he makes the audience edit the movie themselves by yeah. choosing where to look and creating the scene in real time. And it's, it's, I never thought about it like a play though. You, you just blew my mind when you said that. Yeah. That's it's, fascinating. I mean, have you seen is it time code? Is that the movie? The, the, um, the I have not four? seen time code, but I know it's the four. Isn't it like the four, four? Yeah, it's the four and they're all real time and they're all yeah. the same thing, but the, you, yeah, you got to pick. And sometimes, sometimes they'll guide you a little with the audio. Right. But like, it's, you know, it's, it's it's like you can watch that movie probably ten times and have a different experience, like right. a different visual, you know, easily. So, right, yeah, it's 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 interesting, but that's how that that's kind of how that works. Like sometimes, off if I'm watching a play, like sometimes sometimes what's going on in the background can be more interesting than the two two actors talking in the foreground, you know. So. And you know, it's interesting the the um the watching it that the live from Broadway that I watched it's shot like you know it's shot it's shot like a like a sitcom a little bit. Like there's yeah. a bunch of cameras shooting it on a stage, yeah. but what they're doing is they are punching into details. Like the, like, you know, when, when they're doing the whole back and forth, which I really, really, really want to talk about this, the sequence, yeah. they just were talking about it in the documentary. I didn't know that this is what got the, the show funded in the first place, because it's the thing that it's the other charming aspect of rent that I just always blew my mind. We'll, we'll get to that in one second, but you know, punching in on a dime bag of heroin or, you know, like all these little things that they do in the live from Broadway thing that you lose, you you don't you. you it's like they're making the choice for you because it's draw, it's driving the story as opposed yeah. to what you were saying. You yeah, know, yeah, which exactly. is interesting. Um, and then here's where the movie, and this is very interesting. And in a way, it's like again, if I, you know, I always like making this comparison of of stuff that I watch. It's like, uh, it's like I'm doing this ever evolving. Um, film and video class about like things like my curriculum, like what I would use to teach the class. Like for instance, I would use for in my editing class, I would have people watch the cans cut of Dawn of the Dead 1978 and then the Argento cut right, of right. Dawn of the Dead 1978 <laughs> to see how music is used to inform the scene different, like, you know, that sort of thing. Was it um, you or Mike Lombardo who was talking about that recently? Because someone was online. Mike, Mike Lombardo. Mike Lombardo recently brought that up on his thing. But what's funny was he no, he was talking about it in a negative way. He was saying that, that and I don't disagree with him. He's kind of right. Yeah. Uh, the Argento, the Argento cut is just like, I mean, it's just it's cut to ribbons and you know it's a little incoherent. And they use some of those zombie cues, like the, the zomb, uh, the, sorry, the um, goblin cues are yeah. used. Like overkill, over over right? Yeah. But when we were doing real peaks, I also spoke about it because this was my pick was was the Dawn of the Dead box set. But what I was saying was I was amazed at how George Romero chose somber music for this scene, 
And then he chose, and then Argento had the most action packed music for the same scene. Right. And it completely changed the way the scene played like right. completely, you right. know, music and is, um, music is amazing. Like the way, the way it, amazing. It just, I, you know, when, like, you know, you're a filmmaker, you know, like, but I mean, I, I will, I will watch something without music as in a rough form and be like, ah, this is a piece of crap. You know, like, what have I done? I have screwed something up completely. And then, um, no, that's funny. Uh, and, and then, um, and then, uh, you know, you add the music in and all it's like, oh, I'm a genius. <laughs> you right. Know, like right, right. You're like, oh my God, the scene's not playing well. But the reason why I bring all that up is because I would say that rent and rent the movie, rent the bro- the Broadway play in the movie is a great, classroom example for adapting something on the stage and like how do you retell the story because here's the thing about film and so much of film so much what do they do in rent a lot because they don't have the budget they tell you things yeah they tell you so much stuff there's narration there's no narration that's true in in plays in general too just because of right just because of the nature of the medium you know so yes yes and in the movie they show eviction notices at the beginning for the, for, for the title song, rent. That's all they have to do. And that's yeah. what is that? The classic, that's the classic example of show. Mm-hmm. Don't tell when you're doing your movie, Chris Columbus goes in there and he's going, okay, how about, and I'm not sure if it was Chris, it might've been the writer, whoever someone's like, okay, so let's we're, we have to streamline this because we're made, it's being made by a major studio. Everything's got to fit into two hours. Right. Right. Yeah. And what's fascinating about, and, and also, you know, the, the shortcomings of the movie are, go like this. The movie, the, the, the first 84 minutes of the movie take place in a week between Christmas and New Year's. And then the rest of the year is condensed yeah. in the last 40 minutes of the movie. Right. right. It's like insane. It's so unbalanced. They spend so much time. And I would say those first 84 minutes, which ends with the the second part of La Vie Bohème, right? La Vie Bohème yeah, it's called? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's act one. It's act one of the stage. It's act one, right. Yeah. They spend so much time with act one. It's perfect. It's flawless. And not, No, it's not flawless it's because not flawless. We're, missing, we're missing plot. But besides the missing plot, it really plays well as a really great 84-minute movie. The, yeah. Mimi and Roger get together, the end. Like, great. I kind of want to, like, stop watching the movie because it gets so effing sad right yeah you know not a a happy place to be right (laughs) it's not a happy place to be and the two standout sequences i mean there's a lot of standout sequences in this movie actually i can't i can't take away from because that's what they did they took they took what was already there they took the soul that was on the stage and they man they channeled it through big budget hollywood studio filmmaking for seven, for some of these sequences, like the rent blow, ends with fiery rent notices being thrown sure, out yeah, the windows. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful, just yeah. beautiful, you know. Um, but the the standout sequence, and this is the sequence that got rent funded as a Broadway production. Did not mm. know this, or the thing that sold the producer to, to throw money at rent for the first time. Right, is the light my candle scene that Ballad yeah. of the Broken was just talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about. And they say it in the documentary, and I felt this, I so felt this way. And he said it, he said it in words that I could not. So I can't take credit for this. It's the perfect piece of musical exposition ever. 
It's so right perfect. The back and forth with the oh, yeah, because um, yeah, they're telling because they are telling each other their histories and they're yes. doing it in a flirtatious way, but they're also yes. telling the, the hey audience, here's everything you need to know about both of these people right here. And it's and they're flirting. And again, I think and I haven't seen Daphne from the original Rent play, but I right. think Adam Pascal and Rosario Dawson have just perfect chemistry and much like friends for those of you who are Rachel into down with Rachel and Ross or what's another example of that where we ship something right you know that do you know are you familiar with this term of shipping of course of course yeah. we ship Roger and Mimi sure. so hard so hard yep, so hard <laughs> and we vicariously experience that feeling of meeting someone and it's set against this backdrop of the urgency of being young and soon to die and being creative and having creator's block and realizing I'm never going to have children. I'm never going to live to be old and see my, my life's work. I'm never going to retire. I'm never going to do, you know, I'm never going to see all the, do all this stuff. I'm never going to tour out on the road with my band. I just want to write one song. If I could just squeeze out one song, just the glory. I need that glory before I leave. Because at that time, and we spoke about this a little bit, and again, this is super de- – this is really sad. Like, like it almost like chokes me up even thinking about it. Like it never did before, but like I'm just so profoundly hit by like these people's plight. Right. I mean the, to get HIV and, or, and or AIDS – in the 80s and 90s was a straight up kiss of death. death it was the death yeah. sentence. There's no way out. Yeah. There's no way out. You are doomed. And that's why and they and you know it's funny. I said it, I call I said that the movie was sanitized and homogenized because homogenized, I mean, because they completely gloss over the fact. And I th- really like shame on you, Christopher Columbus, no matter how brutal and sad this is, they gloss over the fact that. That that um, Roger's girlfriend finds out that they both have AIDS because right. of intravenous drug use, and she 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 kills herself. She does, yeah, and leaves a note saying we both have AIDS, and then leaves. Yeah, no, no, no. And, that was that's that's a that's a hardcore moment from the the play. That yeah, it's it is. You know, and the thing is, like, he didn't pull punches, right? Like, John Lewis did not pull any punches. No. While making this, like, masterful musical, he was also, like, you know, even with Mimi, when she leaves, you know, in Act 2, and, you know, for for Question about that. Right? Question about that. Sure. So – the the rent is based on something. Rent is actually based on a play by I'm gonna butcher this Italian guy's name. He's a very famous playwright, oh, right. an opera, uh, yeah. Pacelli. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Pacelli. I don't. I don't know. Pacelli? But you're talking about like yeah. It's called La Vie Bohème. Sure. And that's where they get the, the, the name, name after the song. The song. At the end of right. One, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. And literally, the plot is two friends that live together. Uh, one friend falls in love with a, a a a dancer named Mimi, who has consumption and dies of consumption right. at the end yeah. of the play. Right, and they just up it got updated and yada yada yada. It's my understanding in the in the play she dies at the end. Or I, does she I live? think you're correct about that. Yeah, 
because uh, oh, oh, you mean, oh, you, mean you mean you mean in uh, no no she I think she no I think she 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 wakes up again like that she wakes up a, again so she like, doesn't I mean, actually ultimately, yeah. yeah ultimately she's going to die like that's it's just a moment it's like this nice brief moment of hope right right like that hey there's just a little bit more life no day but today we literally no, have because right. that's literally what the whole movie gets boiled down to. Yeah. Literally this idea of we have no day but today and that we have to in- love each other and enjoy each other while we are still alive because we're not going to be for yeah. very much longer. Yeah, and that's like, that, that final oh. sequence too. Um, yeah. Is, 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 it almost feels Hollywoodish, but I, I still think – It's perfect, dude. That song, the way he, he, the way he plays that sequence, yeah. I could watch that like 95 seconds over and over again. Me too. Easily, yeah. And the the movie and the play, they both are building towards this, yeah, towards his epic moment where he has this Guns N' Roses-esque, you know, slash guitar solo that's very reminiscent of, like, November Rain or something. Right. You know, uh, and and it's like he's literally – it's his love for Mimi that inspires him to finally – write this song and you know they say i die without you meaning like that they're literally living for each other and what it ultimately comes down to is this like concept of fellowship and community like like finding love through and i don't know about you chris but i've definitely had that when i was in my 20s i was living in chicago and i had a circle of friends who were like your tribe, Just right? my family, my tribe, yeah, and your tribe, absolutely, yeah. And we still, we still have this bond because of like the intensity. And it was literally not for a very long time, but it was a, it was a bubble that eventually did pop. But w- when I watch Rent, I think about that time, and I think yeah, about being course. in my twenties, and yeah. I think about that, and it's like, it, it just, it, it all, it really just all sort of plays, plays into each other. But I want to go back to that opening thing where they first meet when they're doing the back and forth with light my candle. Yeah. It's like they're doing a dance, but with song. It's like a tango, like a physical dance, but trading off these 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 vocal passages with each other. And it's just yeah, it was choreographed by Christopher Columbus. He directed that beautifully. Yeah. Way better than the play, in my personal opinion. You can't, it doesn't get better than that. And that's where, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, the movie, you know, and one thing you said earlier, but like we were talking about the show, don't tell aspects, right? Like Mm. one of, probably one of, maybe my most favorite, but certainly one of my most favorite songs is What You Own. And the movie Mm. actually sends them to San, you know, he sends Roger to to Santa Fe, right? Like, yeah. Actually, you can open that up. And you can actually, hey, get in the car and go. Right. And show that where you, I mean, that's not in the play. <laughs> you know, like, right. that's, like that's not, that's, that's not right. Really yeah. Wrong. He doesn't actually go to Santa Fe in the play. He well, just I leaves. mean, he leaves, but it's just, you can't really, right? Right. And, and I will say, here I am watching this movie that I have not started at the beginning. I'm not even sure what it is. I'm just watching it. Right, right, right. And all of a sudden, it's like it, it could, doesn't get more Hollywood than like the guy leaves to go drive out to Santa Fe, only to come back and he right, sells right, his guitar. Right. It's so <laughs> life is so simple. I sell my guitar for a car. I sell the car for a guitar. Right, right, <laughs> I yeah, sell yeah, my yeah. car for a guitar. Yeah. I sell my guitar for a car. Back and forth, rhyming, and you know, you know the and the reality. What's what's so funny about that is even. Even in a piece of art like 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 this, and I you know I consider Rent to be high art. I do like mm. I think it, I think it's it's up there with 
um, just some of the best works ever made. I agree, but dude. even even in something like that, like story structure is what it is like it, like you know it, it, like hollywood didn't invent that any more than like it's just like stories we have like you know 10 or 15 structures and 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 something's gonna fit it one way or another everything you do is gonna fit into you know some sort of some of those pieces are gonna fall in no matter what and he actually he used right. that one which i which which you know i i kind of liken to the him, when he comes back i kind of liken it to the um the very traditional rom-com of of running to the airport you know right yeah oh that's like, that's, exactly. like yes. it's yes. like at this point you oh, run really. through the airport it's it's a trope but it it's a trope for a reason you know and it totally listen there's nothing wrong with the running through the airport trope it works it works you know we we it's not like you know it's not like we're sitting there going hey uh you can't trick me with that stupid shit i know you know right right yeah right exactly like we know it's we know it's yeah. sappy, what, what's gonna you know, happen you know, next oh that he never came back and the movie's over yeah right, right. Right. Yeah. Um, so you get that. And then what's amazing, what's truly amazing, this is the genius of uh, Jonathan Larson, is that you get this song. Oh, sorry. No, I'm thinking of right. The There's the there's the candle song. Then when she does, they do out tonight, which mm-hmm. is Mimi's song. And then how it just suddenly goes from Mimi's song to Roger's song. Yeah. And how, and this is another thing that Rent does so well. And it just, you could tell this just comes from a, you know, Jonathan Larson, not only was he into writing this stuff, but he was such a, he was a theater nerd. The guy loved. Oh, yeah. Loved, he studied this stuff. He knew it inside and out. So he knew what he was doing, even if he was lost in this masterwork, he knew what he was doing when he's he's putting these motifs, which is a very, I mean, it's not like a lot of Broadway think, uh, plays do this too. Uh, like somewhere that's green in, in Little Shop of Horrors is, is a reoccurring motif and stuff. Sure, but he yeah. has these motifs. There's no day yeah. blood today. There's, yeah. you know, 100,000 or 5,000 hours. There's, uh, or 5,000 minutes, I mean, 500,000 minutes. Um he has these things running through all the songs. Oh, it's Mimi and Roger relationship time. So they're going to do something like da 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 da. Yeah, I mean it's you know. the it's the John Williams thematic sort of right, right? like the recurring themes, which right. and lots of that in that, this. Like, you know, he just mastered it, right? <laughs> but, uh, mastered yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. It's it's it's. Uh, I, I think that I think that you know rent rent is. I mean rent was you know at the time rock was not you know it was just not used in musicals very much and was not well received and clearly like it kind of blew some things open for that which is nice but yeah um you know but he he was using classic like kind of classic sort of um filmic film techniques to some degree you know Mm -hmm. in in the writing so and 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 what really probably if i have to pick the other sequence that is just absolutely extraordinary and that trumps, in my opinion, the musical bar none. And this is where a guy like Christopher Columbus really shines is the, um, is La Vie Boheme sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just filmed. It's just so well done. It's the, the, 
the blocking and the choreography. We should, and the you way know, I don't shot. know. I don't actually know who choreographed that movie, and that's and that's a flaw. We should we should know who that, that is, is a flaw. Yeah, we're giving too much credit to the director. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't the director, but uh, but listen, you know, someone might have choreo somebody else choreographed that, but Christopher Columbus directed it. He shot it. So, you know, still there is some credit. The credit should be split between the two, though, because. Right. Well, I think I yeah. think what's what's great about movies is the, the best movie musical sequences are when you have extraordinary choreography and yeah. then a director that knows exactly how to capture that motion the right way. Right. You, you just nailed it. You nailed it on the head, Chris. You nailed it on the head. That is exact. That is exactly right and that's what's working in sapatico here even if the movie is flawed plot wise right that's yeah. what and you know and again much like you know i was talking about this with bob rose we were talking about how i don't know if i want to talk about bob i mean you know listen i don't want to bring bob up because there's a lot of bad blood there between the, all of us yeah, yeah but i will just say that for ref just just to reference what we were discussing, I'm going to simply sure. mention the name <laughs> fair, B.O.B. Fair. Bob. Right. We'll let it slide Bob. for now. Right. We'll just call him Bob for now. Um, Bob and I were talking about Marvel movies and how we're not really watching Marvel movies for the, the plot per se. Right. Like, I don't give a crap what, what the plot of Iron Man 3 is. I'm watching it because I want to see Robert Downey Jr. be Tony Stark through a bunch of, you know, like, again – you, you ask me what the plot of half of these individual Marvel movies are, yeah, and I might remember. kind of remember them, like or some of the them. Same. Or it's the same, right? Like, or it's I the mean, same. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's absolutely – yeah, Marvel, they have they have excelled by focusing on character. Character. That's what I was going to say. It's all about the character moments. And for Rent, I'm not – again, like the plot – like I'm – like, and this is why when Rakefit was like, yeah, but the plot is all – doesn't make any sense – but in my head, I'm going, yeah, like I under, like fine. Like if you're right, fine. Again, I hadn't watched the Broadway play, and she was totally right, by the way. <laughs> totally, totally right. But it didn't, it was a non-factor to me in the in the discussion we were having because I'm going, I, I again, it's the music, it's the sequences, it's the yeah. chemistry um between all the the characters. And we didn't even talk about how awesome Angel is, mm -hmm. is just like <laughs> yeah, and Angel and Tom is such a neat relationship. Like, yeah, love it. You know, it's such a different sort of like thing than what you see. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree completely. Like, it's it, the thing that makes Rent. I mean, I mean, so many things make it work, but what? But the thing that I love about it is, it is a, it is a, it is a character journey. Like, it is an emotional mm -hmm. journey. And you're right. Yes, we can sit here and dicker about plot details all day long. You know, like it's not perfect, but right. But you don't – I don't feel that. Like I feel I, – when, I, when I'm there, I'm just like I'm going for the ride with these people. Right. And you, you're resolved to whatever it's going to be. I'm looking up yeah. right now. I want to make sure I have everybody's name correct yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Joanne – I love Joanne and Marine's relationship. Like everybody has yeah. – like that's what's so great. Like they take – it's literally like, like Rent sort of works um, in tandem with two other – with some other similar stories but in different mediums. You have friends in television, right? Right. But friends is like happy-go-lucky, like rom-com situation comedy, like, you know, life. It's like a big comfortable blanket that we can escape from. The, I don't know if you're into friends. I loved friends I, I growing seen, up. I've seen friends all the way through more than once. 
There you go. Okay. <laughs> I actually revisited Friends for the first time in almost, I guess, in almost 20 years. Because I right. never, I stopped watching around the year 2000. So I never saw oh, those later seasons. Uh, yeah. So last that. year I revisited Friends and watched it all the way through for the first time. But I mean, those early, ep- those early seasons were like religion to me. You know what I mean? Like just, sure, you know, sure, hot, sure. like watch them hundreds of times. And I just sort of fell off the, the, the friends train, but friends is like the happy go lucky, like uh, uh television version of rent. And then you have, and again, if I'm going to do a double feature of rent, the movie, here's what I'm going to put as, what Ooh. do you think I'm going to put as my parent? Can you no guess? Idea, <laughs> Are you ready for this? <laughs> no, but I love Batman and Robin. I, I know Don't get me started on Batman. I know, right? <laughs> a bad um, thing. No, um, I would pair it with kids. Oh wow! Hey, there you go. Your Rosario connection, nice. Oh, and no, that actually—that's actually a really good dude. Movie. I forgot movie. Rosario Dawson's in that. Holy, that's, that's her debut film. That's yes, her. Yes, I know that. I know that, but I forgot that she was in that because yeah. when I'm watching Rent now, I'm going, "Oh my god!" Like Rent takes place in the '80s, even though it was written in the '90s. Right. Kids is the '90s version of Rent without the music. Literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah think yeah, about absolutely. it. They absolutely. tackle. They tackle similar subject matter, some of sure. it, you know, yeah. uh, in terms of like the they approach the the HIV positive AIDS thing from sort of way different uh, angles right. and perspectives. Because even then, even in 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 94, as late as 94, 95, 96, AIDS was still a death sentence yeah, and, yeah, or yeah, HIV yeah. positive was still but a death they were sentence. Just starting, the drugs are just starting to kind of appear. Right. Yeah. And and what's amazing now, it's amazing. It's I mean, it's it's miraculous because, you know. It was like this thing it was like this incurable thing that was that was a juggernaut of doom. And now people live full, yeah. healthy lives like and, and that's the tr- most tragic part of watching Rent today for me. Honestly, right? that's what guts me more than anything is because their problems, their their life threatening problems in our reality are not actually life threatening in the same way. They are manageable conditions that one can live with for the rest of their life and have a, a wonderful quality of life and never, never have to see the inside of a hospital room, you know, in that kind of way, perhaps, right. you know, and um, that's what makes Mimi and Roger and Angel and Tom's existence. And there's a song that's cut from a movie. Again, this is when the, the movie gets sanitized Hollywood. Oh, we don't want to, make people sad with with all that uh hiv aid stuff right, they right, use right. the song halloween yeah do you know uh can, for those who are not familiar chris do you remember what the song halloween is about kind of a little bit mm, no nah, it's, it's been a it's been a while since i've i guess probably three years since i've seen it so no so I, halloween I, is basically mark like singing to himself like I'm going to be the only one. I'm the only one that doesn't have AIDS and everybody else is going to, all my friends are going to die and I'm going to be alone with my memories of them. And, and then that gets, there's another song that's cut and they shot these scenes, but never put them in the movie. I watched the deleted scenes on YouTube. Oh, nice. Um, There's another scene, then this is from the Broadway play. And that's at the end, right before Roger leaves and they're, and this is what's completely excised from the movie. You have no idea how sick Mimi is. Mimi is dying. She's so she yeah, real, real sick. Yeah, yeah. She's really, really sick. She's like at the end. She has like full blown AIDS. And Mark's like, "You're leaving, Roger, because you don't want to see her die because that's your future." And Mark's like, 
you know, they really sanitize it. And that's where they do rent. And that's where Jonathan Larson would hate this movie. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He'd be yeah. like, fuck sure. this movie. That in that way, he'd be like, you're sanitizing something that's so near and dear because Jonathan wrote all that stuff in because he he lived in that, he lived in in, yeah, in that bohemian lifestyle. Right. And and all of his friends died of AIDS. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Know? No, yeah. No, that's I mean, that's clearly that's that's where the studio influence and yeah, uh, it's yucky. You know, terrible. Is, is just yeah, it was and was always going to be that way. Like there was no studio, particularly at that time. M- yeah. Maybe now, maybe now you could you could make an argument that it would. I bet it gets remade one day. Like I I I suspect that we will you know one day see a very different filmic version of Rent. But here's um, the thing, Chris. Here's the thing. Yeah. We may get a more faithful version of the movie, but first of all, I think it was really awesome that they tried to keep as much of the original cast together for the this version of rent we're not going to see this cast again and to (laughs) me the cast is so important yeah for me personally you know well i think i mean if you said you watched the the final the 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 play the stage performance which is good you've seen a cast that's not quite it they didn't gel quite as well as Oh, and I not, actually there's not this. the chemistry is not the same. I alluded to this the other day. My my wife absolutely gets so angry at me when I say this, but I saw I saw um, the touring version first, mm-hmm. and then we went and saw it on Broadway. Um, and I like the touring version better. Like I like the version I saw first mm. better. I thought the cast was was overall better, and and apparently that's sacrilege <laughs> like to, to 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 not think that the Broadway cast. Right the best even, even a later broadway cast because it wasn't like the original it was just you know what i mean it was just one of the casts in like 2000 oh, in 2008 yeah 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 and, and the guy playing roger is like he he's he's a he just does not it's he's not adam pascal is the problem the guy playing mark is pretty good he's he's good mark but the yeah. uh yeah it's, I, I'm, it's just hard. It's yeah. really hard for for people to step into those roles that are just so you iconic. Choose. And you and it's them. not just one. It's not just one role. It's all of them. It's seven or eight. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. it's 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 these people. Every single one of those people are recognized. You know, like right. I'll, I'll, I was watching Flash the other night, and I'm still like, oh look, it's Tom Collins because you know. Cause, oh yeah. He's well, who's he playing? Uh, uh, he plays uh, Iris's father. Did you know that he was – did you know that he worked with Jonathan Larson at the Moonstruck Diner? He was right, trained. Yeah. They, they worked together as waiters. Yeah. A lot of his friendships came out of that diner. I did read that yeah. in the book I was reading. Yeah. 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 It, so, it, dude, I'm going to send you this documentary. Yeah, definitely. It's from Please. the bonus yeah. features of the, of the thing. It was on YouTube, so I just watched it. It was on the DVD? Uh, I believe it was on the DVD. I actually, I'm going to get the DVD. I need to. I I've need got to the DVD, DVD somewhere. I don't have the, I don't know if it's out on Blu-ray or not, but I've got the DVD. <laughs> the movie uh, Roger is the right Roger. That is the right Roger. He's the guy who originated the character of Roger. Yeah. He he originated the, yeah, the, the weirdo, Kevin. the Broadway guy that I saw the 2008 version that I watched a, by the way, Rakafet, you are right. You're 100% right. The plot is so weird like it's going to be weird to rewatch the movie in the future and know the plot and like see how they sort of but at the same time you know what they're doing 
again, and this is where the homogenization, they're streamlining everything. They're trying they to are. make it as smooth as possible. I mean, they literally gloss over the and relationship. Sorry, go ahead. No, there's two different things there, though. And we should like we should separate them yeah. a little bit because one of them is a lot more okay than the other, right? There's a homogenization, okay. which is not great. Like, that's yeah. just not great in general. Right. The streamlining is a necessity of the t- running time, right? Correct. Yeah, like it's like it's one of those things. Like, in fact, I'm going to make a real quick reference to it's something mechanics. I do not want to talk about. But like, I, you know, since it just came out, the Snyder Cut, right? The the uh, right the the what all of, the only thing I want to point out is we're not comparing apples to apples because he was never going to get a four hour theatrical cut, even if he had That's finished right. the movie. Right? That's right. There's a two hour and twenty minute version of Justice League that Snyder would have made that. Um, that, that's, <laughs> right, and you have to you have to go. What does the two hour and twenty minute cut of Snyder, uh, the Snyder's version, actually look like, and how good is that? Right, that's true. And and so what you, what you've got here is you've got a studio that's going to say we're not giving you three hours to make rent. We're going to give you two hours and and ten minutes or whatever, and right. that's what you get. Two, two hours and ten. Yeah. And you know, and and the reality is that part the best director in the world is still going to have to make choices. Like they're, Zack they're, Snyder would know, have crushed like it, could have been, by the way. Jonathan Larson could have, you know, lived and become a fantastic movie director and decided to make his movie version. And it, um... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't know if you're just joining us, uh, Rakafed. I don't know if you're just joining us, but you should hear the beginning of this conversation if you haven't heard it, because we actually spoke very highly of the Broadway version but you have to hear our points about the movie version. I, we made some very good points that justified the movie version existing and doing a good job. But by the way, I, I want to say one more thing too, because I think it's actually really important. Rakefit's yeah. opinion here is yeah. the majority opinion, right? Like, like yeah. in, in general, the movie we is a minority, considered... total minority. Yeah, yeah, we are we are absolutely in the minority here, and and that should be that should be made very very clear. Very clear. Um, yeah. Anyway. So, but yeah, so, but yeah, I just, I just think you have to like the running time was always going to be an issue. And, and so that's not like, I don't blame anybody, but rea- like, th- like the realities of a two hour movie theatrical. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, th- this guy, Hugh, every, every, he's with me every week on my Misfits show. Cause I talk about the right Misfits. On. So he's like from Misfits to rent. You know what, Hugh, I talk, listen, we do our Misfits shows when we do our Misfits shows. I, I like a lot of things, and I felt like talking about rent. I understand if that's not your cup of tea, but I, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about on my channel. But I appreciate right. you stopping by and leaving a comment. <laughs> that was a good comment. Yeah, great comment. So, Hugh, great comment. It was a great comment. <laughs> that's hilarious. Anyway, go, so go ahead. That's the that's that's kind of what I was getting at. Was that is that is that part part of it was not going to change no matter who did it. And part of it was going to be homogenized by the studio system. You right. Know. Yeah. Right. And Hugh, I, I, th- I, I love you for that, Hugh, that you always check out the show no matter what. I called myself Brent because it's rent with a B at the beginning of it. So I just thought I would just cut, cause I wanted just my name to be something thematic for the show. So I'm Brent. That's why, <laughs> that's why my name is Brent. You like, you were like bad Jeff the other day, right? I'm sorry. Weren't you like Bad Jeff the other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I was with Bob, I was he was Super Bob and I was Bad Jeff. You know, we just we I change it up depending on what the show I'm doing. I do a lot of different. Sh- 
I do a lot of different shows. I just want to say one quick thing. By the way, Rakefet, uh, rent the movie. I don't know if you have stars or if your parents have cable and they have stars. But if they do, I use my parents' login information and I just watched it on stars. That's how I saw it most recently. Uh, but I really want to get it on Blu-ray. I need to own that on Blu-ray. Um, I just want to say real quick about the Snyder Cut. How awesome! I don't want. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, uh, go down a Snyder Cut rabbit hole. But I just want to say, that. no. How awesome was that flash scene with Iris and the the car? Did you like that? Well, or did you I, I did like that. Um, I thought that was amazing. I, 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 I honestly, so like you know, that's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I would I would have cut that too. Like it it wasn't it necessary, but of course it's not necessary. <laughs> but, but that's character. But that's oh sure, yeah, yeah. Moment, you know, Look, if you get four hours to yeah. make a movie like that, go for it. Like all yeah. more power to him, right? Like, right. But you know, whatever. No one I know has. <laughs> Wow, Rakefet, I I don't know what to tell you except that you know what Rakefet. One thing I did say to Chris earlier was um, the 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 would you light my candle sequence um, uh, in the movie is so much better than in the play, and the same thing with La Vie Boheme. They're just those are the two. They nailed those. Just nailed them. Like just boom. Like you never like that's. You know, if they try to remake it, I don't know how they could remake it any better than that. And by the way, Zack Snyder would do a killer, killer version of Rent. I think Zack Snyder <laughs> would blow it. I would love to see Zack. Hey, Snyder's as long role. as long as he's not writing, that's totally. I'm fine. That's cool. Yeah. Listen, uh, he talked because you said before. You said, "Well, we have to tell the story in two hours." And you know, say what you want about Zack Snyder. I don't know if maybe you actually you're one of the people. It's a very polarizing movie. I love Watchmen. Watchmen to me is one of the best. Like, comic I, book I, think movies I, I think that's probably like I don't. know. It's not my. I, I think Dawn of the Dead is probably my favorite Zack Snyder movie. But I like Watchmen. I think it's fine. Yeah, Dawn I, of the Dead I, is great. I, I mean, I I like Zack Snyder's films a lot. But anyway, I, I, I did until he walked into the DC universe, and then I I got a little frustrated. Dude, but you have to listen to Bob and my, uh, Bob, Bob and I did two Bob and a half Justice. hours. Yeah, wouldn't it, it's, like two it's and a half four, hours. Of, yeah, no, it's I'll, four and a half hours actually. If you include oh, both, no. both in two parts, it's we did Man of Steel and Dawn of Justice in oh, okay. one episode, and then we did the the Snyder cut in the second episode. And I'm a Batman anthropologist. I'm like a oh, no, sorry, I'm a Batman scholar. Like I've yeah. read hardcore Batman reader, and he's a hardcore Superman reader. So we came at this beast from two different angles, and it was. Man, Bob and I, we we we're going to talk him. We could talk. We could talk up a storm. Clearly, which is why it's so Clearly. long. <laughs> um, but but uh, yeah. So I, I I'm really I think the movie is a good document of of this of this play in a cinematic kind of way. Yeah. You know, overall, at the yeah, end yeah. of the day, um, the Bolex camera thing always drives me up the freaking wall. It's the most un. I mean, Chris, I'm, I'm sure you've used the Bullock camera at one point or another. I'm, I've got a CP16 sitting right here, man. There you go. Say like, no more. You know yeah. the deal. This is, guys, in the movie Rent, uh, Mark, who, by the way, I mean, this is supposed to take place from in uh, New Year's Eve 1989. There's plenty of VHS camcorders at the time. And if Mark is a documentary filmmaker, well, you know he's not going to be shooting a Bolex camera to shoot what? documentary stuff, you know. So so okay, so here here's the thing cuz cuz yes and 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 no, right? Cuz Mark is also like a an a, a like a film student artiste 
Yeah. I took, I, <laughs> yes. you know, so I think, I think the Bolex makes a little bit of sense for his character as obnoxious as it is. Cause you know, he's not recording any sound with that thing and you, you know, and, um, it's it, well. Listen, it might read well on on te- on 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 in in whatever in the movie. Yeah. But Rakefet thinks it makes perfect sense because Mark is a purist. God damn it! Why aren't you in this conversation? Because you have so much to add. By the way, Rakefet, do you know what I have in common with Mark? We are both, and this is straight up the truth. We are both Jewish filmmakers from Scarsdale. And Jonathan Larson uh, was born and raised and graduated high school from where I live in White Plains, New York, which I did not know until tonight when I was watching this documentary about him. So how about that? Um, I, I don't think it makes sense because, you know, as we know, we all use I use the Bolex as well. It's a 30 second hand crank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's definitely like a. I mean, it's it. it I, I I I think it. I think it, I can. I can at least justify that choice in my head because because of who Mark really? is. Yeah, I can. Like you know, film schools will hand out. Oh, there we go. Yes. I was like, I'm like not feeling good. I took a bath. I was like, I'm I so glad you're I here, and I just want to. I want to. I, I I just want you to know, you you rock. You really what? rock. <laughs> because because I'm, listen, glad I understand. That, I'm glad that we frustrated you enough to hop on camera yeah, I was getting yeah. annoyed because I'm like I can't comment fast enough and they're not noticing it till like a minute later and I just won't have this <laughs> so why don't you throw in your we've talked a lot and why don't you throw in your two cents I, you heard some of what we said why, why don't you say what you want to say and then we can give like any kind of rebuttal but I just want to say overall I watched for the first time today I watched the live Broadway 2008 um, play, um, which again, you're right. The plot it's 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 so messed up in the movie. The I got the full plot. The lyrics are all messed up in the movie. That's what bothers me the most. It's not New Year's. It's Christmas. It's yeah. This, it's that. Shut up! Don't change. <laughs> fucking genius. I, I don't get it. If you can't do it right, then then don't fucking do it. Don't. <laughs> Don't do it. Nobody, like, I mean, people get mad about, like, Batman and Superman movies, and that doesn't even fucking matter. Like, and like, people are like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, it matters. Get that right. No, fuck that. AIDS <laughs> matters. LGBT matters. Homelessness matters. Artists we, matter. We spoke about that. Right. So, if you're not going to, I can't, my phone is, like, backwards. I, I, I I, I they ruined perfection and I don't know why I can't I won't pay four dollars to see it again but you know what is interesting think about it like this even if it is like 25 years too late and that's not to say that you know there's still so much to be done in the world of like fighting HIV and AIDS of course there's especially in the world not just the United States where you know HIV and AIDS issues are still a much bigger problem you know it's still a very large issue um but you know, here is a movie that deals with these things and being, you know, shown in theaters, you know, uh, to, to a large audience and raising awareness about these issues. And they that's one thing that the movie does really well. They, they well, you know what they do? They hide the fact that these people are dying from AIDS, but they definitely <laughs> highlight that these people are living with AIDS. Right, and but that's stuff. Like the whole point. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. But you're right. I do. True. I, I I will concede the point that a lot of people would have seen the movie that wouldn't have seen the play, but right or couldn't have for various reasons. And so it's good that it was more like it was put out into the public or whatever, like into a more mainstream way. But I don't know. Is it worth putting something out that's not the purest version of itself? I don't know. Well, that's Chris said this. And listen, you're you, you are an you are a writer, director, actress, you know, you do so much producer, you you do all the stuff. You're in the industry, you're out in LA. Let me ask you this question. It's like here you have this massive two and a half hour to three hour musical that deals with with issues that, again, you know, if you're trying to make this movie play super well in like, you know, middle religious America, that is not going to be open to this stuff. Like how how do you fit this? It's like it gets homogenized. It gets homogenized no matter what it's right. going to be like it's not gonna but the thing is, is like you can't like and as filmmakers we should know this better than anybody you cannot make everybody happy and you cannot yeah. make everybody understand something that you want them to understand and if middle america isn't going to accept it for what it is then then don't give it to them. They're not going to accept it for what it isn't either. They're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to go see a movie about people living with AIDS, but not- I actually kind of agree with that. (laughs) That's too far. (laughs) I don't want to admit that it kills people. God forbid. No, like, I don't know. For me, it was just like, I think I saw Rhett in the theater, in some version of some theater, like at least four times. And it's just so- Good. And even when there was like different, um, I saw different Marks, I saw different Rogers, I saw, actually, I think Tay Diggs was like the only one that was like, he's the original, <laughs> consistently in it. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's just like, I don't know. I just, I don't know why you would, why are we changing? Why are they changing it from New Year's to Christmas? There's no purpose for that. Why? Why? Like, for, but why? Why Question. did you change the lyrics of the song that exists? And also, there was a couple songs that weren't in it at all. And I think right. they added a couple of songs that weren't ever in the Oh, play. did I did not know that. They that did. I did they, not they, know. They if you're going to add shit, add shit from the fucking play that's already there that you're not You know what's adding. interesting? You know what's interesting? We, we were talking about this earlier. I When he was developing, when he was writing, I just learned this today, when he was writing Rent, he wrote something over the years. There's about a hundred songs that belong in Rent. Yeah, he wrote about a hundred different songs. Okay. I did not know I that. I didn't know that. I yeah, know yeah. That. they actually pulled the song that they added from, like, from his okay. version of something he did that they wanted to. And that, that was the one. That was the part about the the the, the gay marriage, which at the time of the movie mm. obviously wasn't legal. The Supreme Court decision hadn't happened, and they were trying to, they were trying to. Uh, utilize the movie as a as a vehicle to kind of push that forward a little bit in a societal way that that is better than what i do (laughs) but but at the same time like at the time the movie came out i was married i was in a gay marriage that wasn't legal really and i i don't know i felt like betrayed by the movie i really felt betrayed i felt like they were Americanizing it and homogenizing it and mainstreaming it and whatever. And it was just like, 
the reason rent was so popular was because they it didn't give any fucks. It was like, yeah. I'm gonna tell you what's going on. Well, it's super dark. What life like it's like for these people, and we're not gonna really apologize dark. for it. And we're not gonna <laughs> apologize for trans people, and we're not gonna apologize for gay couples, and we're not gonna apologize for you know dealing with this this crisis. And oh, I don't question. know. I just think it's like I don't know. Question. Yeah. Question. I and this honestly do not I do not know. So enlighten me truly. Um, Angel is call is 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 uh identifies as is a drag queen right I think but yet so. sometimes is referred to as she and then sometimes um uh is you know uh uh not dressed in in the drag from what is I, there from yeah what I, I know, just didn't understand how that all fit yeah from from what i know and again i i mean i i knew i met a lot of drag queens in my in my life right and right they do tend to go by the female ah. pronoun, i think but usually only when they're actually in drag I got it got it got it that way i think i don't want to speak for, for people that i i don't want right. to speak for anyone but yeah. i think that's the impression that i get and i gotcha. and maybe if rent and maybe angel was trans but that wasn't even really that was still so taboo even when wow. Red came out to like real like to like call her trans versus like just a, a boy who likes to wear girls clothes i think i don't know maybe it wouldn't have been accepted the same way that it was because even when i at that time i was married to a woman we were together for 13 years. I was doing a play that was like, a, I guess, a gay play. It was run by a gay director. It was a gay, it was like, I played, um, I played Anna Nicole Smith and Elizabeth Taylor in this play. <laughs> Don't even ask. Um, and we went on tour and one of the places we went was to Orlando, Florida. And we performed at the Parliament House, which is like a gay, um, I don't know what you would call it. It's a club slash motel attached to it. <laughs> I don't really know what you would call it. I, I, it, it. But they had nightly shows and drag queens would put on nightly shows. But on one night of this week, we were doing our stupid ass play. It was so bad. Anyway, but we shared the dressing room with all of these drag queens. And that is honestly my biggest um, exposure to that kind of lifestyle because I, and like what they, and I don't know, one of them kept trying to fucking steal my dresses because they, I think she's like, they'll fit me. And I was like, but I need them. I need them for the show. Um, I don't know, they're, I don't know. So I think maybe that's why I, gotcha. there's no actual trans people, I don't think in Rent, like nobody that's talking about transitioning or- Yeah, I just didn't know where, I just didn't know how it all fit together exactly. So I just wasn't, um, and also, oh, here. I think, and I could be wrong again, but I think a lot of times, um, especially. That's really cool. That is really cool. Uh, oh, that is very That's cool. my friend, Kevin, who lives in, in the city. Oh, and... tell me he's worked on the movie and I'm shitting on the movie. That's nice. No, no, no. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Kevin, did you, I don't think you worked on Rent, Kevin. But... No, no. He's saying Daphne Rubin Vega. Yeah. Who, she's the original um... Mimi. Yeah, no, no, That's no, really yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't know. I, I know that there are some um, gay male couples that will refer to one of them 
in a more feminine way, I think by choice, just, okay. I don't know. I, I don't think that's common. I don't think it's like, but I think it happens. But I think honestly, it was a way of calling her trans without maybe bringing all of that into it. Cause think about how much more there would have been to unpack if you added a fully trans character into the mix there with all of the other things that were going on. You know but what? Know. Honestly, yeah, but it just from someone who is so, so well-versed in Rent as you are, like, I didn't never, I you just added so much context to the history or the potential history or potentially what might've been going on that I didn't even realize. So thank you for that, because I didn't know. I honestly didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I, you, it sounds like you have more, um, you and Chris have more um, trivia about Rent that I don't know. <laughs> no, I just watched the I documentary. Don't. I watched the movie, I watched oh, the Broadway okay. show, and I watched the documentary. So and, and I watched it today, which is why I was like, I have to do this today. Because it's like all the stuff is, all the facts are just sitting. Sure. Otherwise, I would have just pushed to another week. No, no, but I'm like, glad you didn't push it because I was like, yeah. so bad. I was like, I don't want to make them cancel. Um, I just don't, ugh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but today. we're talking about something that you love so much. I, know, I knew, I, I had a feeling, I didn't want to push you. I didn't want to push you, but I knew that if I just put the link there and I, I if we started talking, maybe, 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 I, I listen, I, I felt that I was fairly convinced we were going to aggravate her. <laughs> yeah, and then we get to, we I, get your engine going and you get I in here. I <laughs> like, sleep. I was trying to sleep and I couldn't. I'm like, oh, I'll take a bath. And I took a bath and I was like, ah, oh, what are these idiots talking about? <laughs> Let me ask you this. We're by the way, guys, we're landing this airplane very soon. We're gonna we're gonna yes. let's end it at the at the at the uh one hour and thirty minute mark exactly is when I'm okay. gonna end this, okay? If that's okay with everybody. Yeah. Let me ask you this, McCaffet. Um, is there any part of the movie that you remember that really worked well for you or you thought was is redeemable or that you're like, wow, they did that right? I honestly, I, I probably, but I, I yeah. don't remember because I, I remember I was so excited when this movie was coming out. I mean, I right. was excited. You were just, you were shut down when you I saw was, it wasn't. When I saw what was happening on the yeah. screen and it ended, I was in utter, like, uh, like so disappointed. She, she's talking about how I felt when I saw Man of Steel right now. I mean, it's probably. Oh. <laughs> But um, I just was so disappointed. I think I forgot it. I blocked it. I blocked it out. And the only reason I even remembered it existed was because I was downloading. I was on Apple Music and I was like, I want the Ren soundtrack. And somehow, accidentally, I added the stupid effing movie soundtrack. And I'm in mad. my car <laughs> along to some song. And I'm like, why does it sound weird? That doesn't sound right. And that's not the way the voice sounds. And then I was like, those aren't the words. And I was like, <laughs> like no. That's so mad. Listen, you, you know something? I think you should, I think you should, and again, you can do whatever you want. And again, listen, I have fandoms that I'm like, for me, like there's no amount of, of convincing or cajoling you could do. I'd just be like, no. No, it's not happening. It's not. I'm never. I mean, I'm the sure block. there's something in the movie that's redeemable because there's. First of all, with film, it's so much easier to show different things. To show faces up close, you can show emotion better. You can cut things. It's not like you can go from one person at the table to the next person at the table, etc. 
versus you're watching it all like a, a play where it's all happening in one big space. That's what Chris so, was saying about the uh, eyeball editing. Yeah, sure. I mean, it, you're going to get a little more of that. But if you had good seats to the theater, you would have had, you would have had that too. But anyway, I, I did not. I was behind a pole during one of them and I didn't oh. even care. I didn't even care. Oh, no. I was like this the whole time. One time I went after a date he took me to an Indian restaurant, which I do not eat Indian food for a reason. Now I know why. And then we went to go see Rent. <laughs> yeah. And thank God I had already seen it probably four times at that point that I spent the entire show in the bathroom. And oh, I like, missed no. almost everything. And that was still less disappointing than seeing the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. I think you just like, you just shut us down with that last one. Like, that was like, I don't know where you're going with that story. And you're that, like, like, why are you telling me this? You landed no, well. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but the punchline of what you just said just like destroyed me. Like, I'm done. Like, I don't know what else to say to you. You, I know, you got, you got us. Even, you got us. What else can we, how can we say? Bad Indian food. <laughs> you want to know something though? I think if you're watching it, especially you, you know, um, you know, as as someone in the craft and whatnot, if you watch, forget about the movie as a whole, but if you just watch, for instance, we were taught, we were reveling in the uh, uh, in how well would you light my candle is done in the movie, and, and you just watch, him. yeah, you just watch just that, and and that one too, La Vie Bohème. You watch those two sequences and the way that. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, how the the chore what was it, Chris? Yeah, the balance the balance of choreography yeah. and cinematography. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 filmmaker knowing how to shoot it and the choreographer choreographing it. And it just is mwah. Like just right. it's well, great. would you light my candle is a generally even on stage, it does not there's not much happening during that because there's not much that, that can happen. It's really kind of private between the two of them. It's like their exchange right. and like whatever. And mm -hmm. them looking at each other and having thoughts about whatever. And so yes, on stage I can imagine it it wouldn't work as well as, you know, on film. And sure, I'm sure. I, I honestly do not remember the movie like at all. I remember nothing. You I was have gonna to watch it today it. and I was like, three ninety nine or get stars, no and no. So I just decided I'll wait till it comes out on Hulu or something, or someone gives me a DVD. Or it, it's been on Hulu in the past. I've seen it on Hulu. Yeah, I'll watch Hulu it again for free, or I'll find a scene on YouTube and like that's it. But I just I it I don't know. I would play. I would play it right now if I did wasn't going to get YouTube flagged for it. I would play the "Would You Light My Candle" scene, and we could literally commentate on it. But we can't. We can't even do that because I bet. YouTube, I bet somebody has it somehow on YouTube. Like it is on YouTube. It's there. The different segments are like you oh, can different like songs. Yeah. yeah, like the those. The when we get off, when we get off, I you when whenever you're feeling better, please watch it and let us know. With you know, obviously we know how you feel. We get it. The movie sucks. Yada yada yada. But just watch it and just give us your really. Yeah, just. I can't just, remember who in the cast really bugged me. It was someone who would never played. Not Rosario you, Dawson. You better not be oh, saying it Rosario. Was her. <laughs> it was her. Get out of here. It was her. That like I mean the memes that I saw on stage were so good, but they're not Rosario Dawson, so they can't. Daphne get the is great. I don't know. Listen, Daphne, and you know uh, Rosario Dawson is singing. She's trying to mimic her performance. You can to, tell to Daphne, but she does a great job of it. 
And this is supposed to be the original cast. So she's trying to do the original cast performance of that to make, to keep with the continuity. And you know what? Songs all sound so hollow and without heart. I I don't feel that way. They sound so like produced. No way. They sound Yes. No, I don't they, like it. They're definitely like produced. It. Yes. <laughs> I don't like That's it. Good. Yeah, producer actually walked into the room in that one for sure. <laughs> no, no, I think it's just like, it sounds like, it's like the generic version of a drug. It's like, it's basically yeah. the same thing, but it's not the right, it's not the same makeup. It doesn't really, it doesn't really affect you the same way. It's just not the same. Have you so? All right, so so here, so I'm gonna. We got three minutes and change left. So I'm gonna drop this bomb just to just to see how how it plays. Oh no! Oh no! What did you think of the Fox Live version? Oh no! (laughs) No, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. Wait, is that that's not what I watched? No, no. Fox, you know how Fox have been doing these live yeah, they did, like, Oh, yeah, they did Rocky Horror. They did Rocky they Horror. Did yeah, they did, a, they did a rent. Okay. Oh, I, I want to see I, it. I uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you, but, if you, go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't think I saw it. I actually think I avoided it on purpose because I was so mad at the movie. I was like, this oh, can't the movie, be any no, kind no, of no, a no. step the, up. <laughs> the movie is, is caviar compared to that. Really? Is it two yeah, hours oh. long? What's the running time on that? Yeah, it's it's. I think it's even shorter. Yeah, it's 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 like two hours of commercials. No, I can't. The movie you know, Fox Live that worked well, we I thought was the Grease one. The rest of them, I thought, were although they're they were asking to pull off something almost impossible. Yeah, like how can you remake the Rocky Horror Picture Show? It's like impossible to remake the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, By the way, there is another film. I I said to Chris earlier. I said if I'm going to do my double feature, what I'm going to pair Rent with, I'm going to pair it with Kids, which also features. Rosario Dawson. That's a I weird combo. No, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I get sense. it. The AIDS and the AIDS and whatever. It makes perfect sense. It. And Rosario Dawson. <laughs> the AIDS and the AIDS and whatever. <laughs> I remember after I saw Kids, I honestly, I don't think I'd ever seen such a depressing movie in my entire life, like ever. And it was like, it like broke me. <laughs> it's, it was like, it's, a, it's yeah. a really raw, Bruh. intense film. I love it. I think it's a great movie, but it is raw. You have to be in the right mind frame I to watch. When it kids. first came out, I was probably 19 or 20 or yeah. something. Like, yeah. Um, and the other film I would pair with Rent that I did not mention to Chris, I'm going to mention to both of you now. And this movie is uber depressing. I mean, like, makes you like want to pour bleach into your eyes after you watch it. But from an acting perspective, it is f- a phenomenal character study. I mean, the, the character work that's being done in this film is so magnificent. I did a whole podcast with Stephen Stull on this. It's a movie called uh, uh, The Divide. Oh, okay. And it came out in 2011. It stars Michael Bean. And it's about a nuclear warhead that hits New York City and a bunch of people much, you know, like, you know, you got your cast of characters just like in Rent or Kids or whatever. They're all trapped in a bunker underneath Manhattan Mm. amidst fallout. And uh, to me, I thought about it when I was watching going, this is the anti-rent. This is anti-rent, baby. It is like, and it just, it's dark. It's dark. Like you want to, you want to start with the divide and then watch rent. 
Okay, but Not nobody like does somebody, nobody gets like raped in that movie or something. Um, I feel in, like that in the happens. divide. When something people say, when people say there it's is really dark. There's there is there yes there is there okay there is there is some of that. There is sexual assault in that kind of way that does happen, but it does not happen. It's it's not shown. It's it's conveyed and it's done off screen and you see like aftermath, but you never actually see anything. I think it's actually it's it's actually a really well made movie and not enough people have seen it. You should check it out if you if you're really like want to like feel good about your life. If you want to walk away from the movie and go, wow, life is not so bad. <laughs> just, just, just watch that. Or um, you lose all hope in humanity and right, you kill right. yourself. Super nihilist. <laughs> uh, and on that note, uh, this has been this has been really wonderful. We just did ninety minutes about Rent versus yeah. Rent the Broadway play versus Rent the movie. I mean, this stuff does not generally happen, but that's what we do on this channel. That's how we tackle things. I would, I would, I really want to thank Chris and Rakefet. For being on my show, wait, and wait, the, the movie Rent is Mecha Godzilla. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, <laughs> oh. fancy um, and useless. All right, go on. I got to I got no. I got to <laughs> say though that King, that Kong versus I don't even like kaiju's. I'm not into that that giant. I, I like Kong. It. I loved it. That's what I want to say. Yeah. I as a guy who doesn't like that stuff at all, absolutely blown away, like yeah. floored. Gave it four stars on Letterbox. That's how good it was to me. I was like, "That's great, good job." Well, we already know your taste is. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Stop. Not true. You make wonderful films yourself. You just don't watch good ones sometimes. That's fine. Um, I, I watch. I watch a, a mixed bag. You know what people used to say to me all the time. That's why I named my production company which doesn't really exist but it's like my production from his films because people i would show people the toxic avenger or dead alive or reanimator and they'd say oh hey from us you got any from us films that's ah. a from us film you know like from us films because that, that's you know i watch from us films that's what i do but listen let's wrap it up yeah. guys Chris thank you so meeting. much we should do this again <laughs> at some point if we if something else comes up if there's another topic that we can you know uh wax poetic about we will do so uh, in the meantime, tune in. We got lots of shows always happening. This channel's always going. We end the show by saying peace and hair grease. Goodbye.